0: Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an amazing edition of Training Unleashed. We have with us Tricia Campbell. She is a master listening instructor, and she's a coach. What I think is kind of cool is that she's going to talk about listening while you're all listening. Uh, I want to take a moment here and, of course, thank my friends at C-Suite, C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio, great sponsor. uh, Really appreciate them uh, for helping us put this all together. Uh, Teresa, I'm going to start with just an odd question. Is there a lot of pressure in life promoting yourself as a listener? Because (laughs) my kids tell me constantly, Dad, you're just a bad listener. Ooh, I I, 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 we could dig deeper into that, but we, we aren't going to, but, but it's got to be a lot of pressure when everyone knows you as a listener.
1: Yeah. I think initially there's pressure when people are like, you're a master listening instructor. And it's like, yes, I am. And what I like to remind people about mastery or being a master of anything is like the master knows that they're forever the student. So there's the initial like egoic pressure of, ah, I got to make sure I remember what he said or what she said, or right. And then it's like, no, 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 you're a student and you're just continuing to evolve and deepen your listening and your ability to connect with yourself and others. And I'm, I'm a student like everybody else. So that's, that helps me to relax into it.
0: I, I love your definition of mastery. Uh, Because I do believe that people need to be lifelong learners. And, you know, know, the really great professional athletes are constantly practicing, constantly striving to get better, constantly working on their game. They're not taking themselves for granted. So I love your definition of of, of mastery. Thank you. So our listeners, I'm sure, are all wondering, what are the keys to being a good listener?
1: Mm. Well, I think the first key is just knowing that listening is the thing that we do the most next to breathing, hmm. right? It's the thing we're doing the most next to breathing and yet less than 5% of the adult population has had any formal listening education. So it's the thing we're doing the most, but to not, to, I, I guess, to let your son off the hook a little bit, it's like, hey, give your dad a break, right? There might not have been formal listening training. I haven't, you know, done a lot of research, too much research on you to find out if you've taken a listening course. Have you?
0: I have taken listening courses. I have taught listening <laughs> lessons. My, <laughs> well, son confu- my son confuses not listening with not agreeing.
1: Ah, got it, got it. And that's actually another key, right, to effective listening is being able to see somebody, being able to hear somebody and being able to continue to stay in the room even if you disagree, right? Yeah. So to your point about your son being confused about, you're not listening because you're not agreeing, that's a distinction that I think is really useful for all of us who are learning and on this path of becoming better listeners is just because you hear something, just because you see something doesn't mean that you actually have to agree with it, but can you hear? Can you see, does this person hear? like does this person experience you as actually being with them and seeing them? And I would say the third key to listening is understanding that listening is not just what we hear. I like people to remember that listening is a full, like embodied all five senses experience. So you can have a message come in And literally like imagine it like on a plate and it's like, what are you seeing as this person says something to you? What are you feeling? Like, what do you smell? What does that message taste like? And that experience that you're essentially digesting through your listening is a way that I invite people to start their path of mastery towards listening. So not just what are you hearing, but what do you feel? What are you sensing? So when I teach people how to listen, um, if we can segue to that. There's an acronym that I love that was taught to me by my first listening teacher. And it's no longer about hearing but searing. S-I-E-R with an asterisk, right? But the S stands for sense. Like, what are you sensing? All five senses. The I is interpret because you have an interpretation of what's you're taking in. The E is evaluate, right? What am I, what what am I making of this? Am I judging it? Is like what's going on? And then we respond if we're effectively searing and the asterisk essentially is just taking each of what you're learning over time. And I realized I said that really quickly, but for your listeners, I just want you to start with try using all five of your senses, like slowing down the next time you receive an email that triggers you or the next time somebody says something that um, creates a response or reaction in you, it could be positive or negative and just say, okay, all five senses, what's going on here. And that will deepen your capacity to fully experience, meaning all five senses, the thing we do the the most next to breathing, that will really change your um, communication and connection with another human being.
0: So I find this fascinating because I've never thought about using all five senses. Um, I've certainly... You know, on the other aspects have spent a fair amount of time. So let's just talk about it. How do you use the other senses? Just,
1: so I wanna, yeah, I wanna yeah. slow down. So if somebody, and I like the email example because people get messages all the time in an email and two people could read the exact same communication and have two completely different responses or reactions, right? And if I'm taking in a message with all five senses, and, and maybe, maybe you can give me a message. Maybe you can say something to me, and then I'll just share with you what I'm searing, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, my experience of you is radiant, caring, smiley, happy, and joyful. Is that accurate?
1: Thank you. So if I'm taking it, if I'm searing you, I'm taking everything that you just said about your experience of me, and I'm gonna put it on this platter and I'm sensing that there's sincerity and how you're speaking. You were smiling, your eyes got bright. So what am I seeing as you're saying that? Because you could have said those exact same words, but been like, my experience of you is that you're radiant, you're joyful, you're, you know, just a peach, right? So that's what I mean by like all five senses, because that's where sarcasm can get us in the weeds or in trouble. It's like, no, what is really being said in totality? So as I experience you through searing, I experience sincerity. I experience somebody who's very present. I experience somebody who's actually receiving me as who I create myself to be. That's a whole different conversation, um, because that's what you're reflecting back to me.
0: Does that make sense? It does. So you're, you're looking at not literally what's being said, but how it's being said, how you feel about it, how you receive it, how your body accepts it.
1: Correct. And then I didn't want to talk about, you know, the sixth sense, but like, what's your intuition? Like what, to to your point about what is your, what's that feeling? What is your body telling you? Because a lot of times, um, we're not necessarily encouraged to listen to our feelings, right? That's not professional. Like we wanna keep the emotion out of this. And what I'm saying is you can become so proficient and searing that you can have a visceral experience and trust that even if everything somebody's saying sounds true, but something in you says, no, you can create a relationship with yourself and your capacity to listen to yourself to trust that and ask for what you either desire or need to close that gap that's creating confusion or a sense of like i'm not ready to move forward i can and you can speak those things with confidence because you've seared versus just hearing something and then not usefully listening to yourself because that's another thing that I teach about listening. It's like, hey, at any point in time, you're either listening to one of three entities. You're either listening to yourself, somebody else, or God, if you're a spiritual person, right, or just self and others. And I always am asking, who are you listening to and how is it serving you, right? Because at the end of the day, if I don't feel like what I'm hearing as I see her is, Something feels off. If I have a non-useful listening, meaning how I talk to myself that creates that I don't trust myself, I can't make good decisions. And then I say yes to things when I want to say no. That's what I mean by listening is the thing we're doing the most. But I help people to wake up to who they're actually listening to. Does this make sense? It
0: does make sense. I find, it, I find it fascinating. Um, especially when you just sat back and talked about people that accept and put more on their shoulders because they don't know how to use the word no. Mm -hmm. Um, And either they intend to do it or they just simply intend to push off the conversation about not doing it until later, which I think, which I think is fascinating. So Let's just stay on the sensing for a little bit, because I think this is sure. really kind of an eye opening thing. What can you do as a person in a conversation to make the other person without saying, hey, use your whole body and, and <laughs> you know, but how can you maybe help so, And maybe this isn't part of your work at all, but make somebody that you're talking to feel more comfortable. So let's just say, because I've been in a lot of conversations where I'm looking at somebody and they're uncomfortable and I want to make them comfortable mm. um, so that they're more open and trusting and legitimately so, not manipulatively so.
1: Right. So I want to speak to what I see every time, but from a loving kind of not Uh, aggressive space. So if I'm sitting with somebody and they look really uncomfortable, I might say, Hey, um, you look a little uncomfortable. Is there something on your mind? And then, because oftentimes what's happening is if I'm looking at somebody and receiving them as they're, they're uncomfortable, that's, my listening of them, I've created them as uncomfortable. And the only way for me to clear that up is to say, hey, you look uncomfortable. Is there something on your mind? I don't wanna assume it's about me. I don't wanna assume it's about what we're talking about. Just that honest open question could open that person up to say, oh, you know what? This is really embarrassing, but I, I yelled at my kid on the way over here and I'm not um, present. Like, do you mind if we take five minutes?
0: Yeah. Right?
1: So I don't yeah. want to make any assumptions. If I see somebody's uncomfortable, I, I just want to speak to that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from the E. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I... I, love, I love that. I thought that, you know, yeah. I think, I think, uh, and I just read the book, uh, Um, mm. uh, which is great. I've
1: book. not read it. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: And, um, so um, this would fit well what you're saying with radical candor, and you know the the you know the idea being is just being honest and being truthful. And um, if you see somebody and you say that, I mean, my first thought is, oh my God, excuse me, I don't know if I should say that. And then I sit back and think, well, what a connected way to connect with somebody. Yeah. To notice that there's more going on, which I which I think is. Great.
1: But that's the thing that creates, the, it creates the connection. It's a, it's, a, it's a way we slow down to speed up, right? Because if I can uh, speak to the elephant in the room, if I can move that bottleneck out of the way, we can move pretty quickly and we can stay on task. But if I'm pretending like there's something and that's, um, if I'm pretending like everything's okay and I'm sensing something is wrong, then whatever the results of that is gonna be what it is. And we often have to go back and clean something up. And if somebody was distracted, we're not as productive. And that's why when we become more proficient at listening, we're more productive, profitable, et cetera, et cetera. So.
0: Yes, I concur completely with that. And (laughs) I, I just to say this, I do think listening is absolutely a skill, like you said at the beginning, that is like the number one skill one needs in life, and mm-hmm. most people just ignore it. Um, and um, I think people get mislistened to all the time. I like used the word plate before, yeah. and I, I love the plate analogy, and you know, one of the things I do when I teach listening is a paper plate. Where you take out a paper plate and say, you know, what's going on in this person's life, so you see them as a whole person
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not just see the little event that you're that you're going that you're going through. Um, yes. So, the E is for emotion. Is that correct?
1: So we went S for senses, I for interpret, which oh, we essentially oh, okay, just yep, talked yep, thank about. You. You're you're good. <laughs> Like, what am I experiencing? Like, hey, you look uncomfortable. My interpretation of what's going on, evaluating it is the Uh E, right? Am I making a judgment? Is this my opinion? Am I projecting? And then I want to respond with, hey, you look a little bit uncomfortable, or I'm noticing you keep looking at the clock. Are we okay on time, right? Bringing in that radical candor from a place of just care and consciousness, not making up stories about what somebody looking in another direction means or what somebody's face means. And that's where we get, um, that's where the listening becomes so fun is because you can actually take a step back and realize that you're creating all of your listenings. So I like to remind people that as human beings, we can have up to like 60,000 thoughts a day, right? And of those 60,000 thoughts, 80% of those thoughts are negative and 95% of those thoughts are repetitive, meaning you're thinking negative stuff 80% of the time, and then you wake up the next day and repeat the same negative thoughts. So what I encourage people to do is picture those thoughts literally going by as trains, trains of thought, right? And if I look at somebody and I see they look uncomfortable, if I get in the train that says, this person looks uncomfortable, and I make it mean something without, stopping, getting back on the platform and saying, Hey, you look uncomfortable. I could ride this train to some land that makes, that's all, all my projections, all of my stories. Right. So I want to respond from a place of just, just, I want to be on the platform. I don't so want to make any.
0: <laughs> you just ahead. said something I have never heard before. And at my advanced age, that's unusual. <laughs> 80% of our thoughts are negative. Yes. And I assume that that's a, a average and that mm-hmm. some people are not that way. Uh, that has to be a huge hindrance to listening. How does yes. that impact listening and how can, how can one shift so you're not at 80%? So the
1: first step is just recognizing that's what's going on because once I can see something, I can shift it, right? And I have some agency to make some, to have some control. So this is where I want to take a step back and listen to to your point. You're like, I don't know if I could say that, which is essentially saying, I'm not capable of saying that. I don't know, right? Or I'm not confident. Whatever, whatever you're saying to yourself is leading you to feel like you can't say that. So the negative thought would be, who am I to say that? Or I'm not you know, whatever you're saying to yourself. So how do we shift that is by slowing down and listening to our thinking, right? Email yep. comes in, like, or, or you wake up first thing in the morning is your first thought, like, man, this sucks, I don't want to get up, I'm tired, right? Like, what are you saying to yourself throughout the day? Because this is the thing you're doing more than, you know, like second most to breathing. So I want to help people to slow down, to to just start looking at all the negative things they say to themselves. We're not conscious of it, right? So there's the conscious mind and then the subconscious mind. And I even remember having a client once. She was like, oh my gosh, Coach T, I realized I had this non-useful listening. Like how many times you do something, you're like, gosh, that was so stupid. Right, man, I'm so stupid. She's talking about pouring cereal, like pouring milk, looking at her phone and then having it overflow and being like, gosh, you're so stupid. That's happening a lot until you start to, you know, like you said, put it on the plate. What am I serving myself? What am I listening to? How am I talking about myself? Because that's going to create in my, create my state of being. So if I'm a professional athlete and I'm, you know, the best in the world at what I do, you better believe that I'm conscious about how I speak to myself because how I speak to myself creates me.
0: Well, you're totally right. I mean, totally right. Could not, could not agree (laughs) with you more. Tortal Training's learning matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning development. So I'm going to ask you a curious question.
1: Sure. What
0: percentage of your thoughts do you think are negative? Now? Now, yes.
1: Uh, I would say... I feel like I'm more 60-40, but I also have a practice of reminding myself of who I am and the world that I choose to live in. Like, that's what I mean, but like I create my listening of myself every day. Some people have affirmations. I call them a daily declaration. And, um, and I'm, I'm saying those things to myself, not just once in the morning, because this is about mastery, this is about listening. So when I fall into a place where I might say something to myself that's not useful, I'm able to forgive myself for that judgment of myself and remind myself of who I am. This sounds really like, ooh, right? But it's true. I, have, I had one client who was saying, you know, I'm a present and patient parent because that was really important to her to be present with her kids and to be patient and to be a loving mother. And she came to a coaching session and she was so frustrated because she literally did her morning ritual, (laughs) told herself she was a present patient parent and like walked out of her bedroom and screamed at one of her kids for doing something. And she was like, how do I reconcile this? Right? 80% negative, 95% repetitive. Get back on the platform. I don't care if it happened two minutes ago. You go back into the moment and you remind yourself of who you are. That's it. So it, it's a game. I like to make games out of everything because then it's not, it's just more fun that way. And then we sure. can learn a lot faster when we're not beating ourselves up. And just knowing that you're going to have negative thoughts is useful because people are like, well, how do I just stop doing it? You're human, you're not going to stop doing it. You're just gonna start waking up to when you're doing it and start again. It's moment to moment.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, a total believer in positivity. Um, and um, I every day uh, make a point of posting something positive on, on Facebook, you know, positive inspirational quote, something. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, in fact, don't ever hire anybody that's not positive person. Mm. at all. I mean, I, I just really, really look for it. It's, it's a huge, huge part of what makes culture an organization, mm-hmm. uh, huge part, but let's shift back to you, not me and <laughs> um, powerful questions. Sure. What are some of the powerful questions to help you be a better listener?
1: We shared one, who am I listening to yeah. and how is it serving me? Another question to become a better listener is I like, given what's transpired, what would I love to create? Which is different than what would I like to create? So I Hmm. like to, if I wanna really listen to myself or to somebody else, I will always say, okay, given what's transpired, What would I love to create? And that will create, anytime I ask myself, what would I love versus what would I like? What would be like, it's a completely different response and it's often more useful. So I don't care if you've had a challenging boardroom meeting, meeting, what would you love to create? That's useful.
0: Yeah. So I'm hearing a lot of declaration in what you're saying. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And I assume that's a big part of your coaching uh, to help people. Depending
1: upon where somebody is, right? Yeah. So we're speaking about it because I'm sensing that you have an understanding of what that means. You've said it a few different times, yeah. so I know we're tracking together. Does that make sense? I,
0: I very well know what a declaration is. <laughs> I am hugely into declarations. Awesome. Um it, to, you know, just to be candid uh, with the listeners is personal development has been a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I have done all kinds of different kinds of hum- personal development programs and, you know, constantly working at taking myself to the next level uh, and, you know, up leveling, up level, up level. And when you declare something and you create that affirmation, particularly if you share it with the world. Yes, It's very likely to happen. Correct. That is my experience. Unless you're like the person that makes the affirmation but in their mind says, but that's not true.
1: Right. <laughs> so, so That's yeah. where I spend time with people on the but that's not true. on the I, I'm always bringing back to who we're essentially always listening to, which is ourselves. Yes, I said God self and other. But if we're searing, it's coming through us. <laughs> so spoiler alert, at the end of the day, you're only listening to your own wisdom. Yeah. You just, again, this is a lot in like 30 minutes here, but, um, but that is true because it's going to come down to a, like, what is it that you ultimately believe based off of what you're hearing? What yeah. do you believe? It's an, it's an inside game. A- everything is, is going game.
0: through you as a filter. Correct. Yeah. So any keys on how to be more neutral and not yeah, listening to abs- yourself, but to listen to the other?
1: Yes, it is now the unleashed acronym Okay, <laughs> <Show>. <laughs> training. All right. So the, the most powerful way to listen from a very neutral place, I invite people to stay S-T-A-Y. And that essentially stands for stop thinking it's about you. S-T-A-Y, stop thinking it's about you. Because if I'm thinking it's about me and I'm offended and I'm, I can no longer hear you, I'm no longer with you when I'm, when, when I'm thinking it's about me. Many of the challenges that we have to listening is we don't stay with ourselves or stay with people long enough to realize it's not about us. So if somebody's angry and they start barking at me, (laughs) this doesn't happen often, right? Or if something's not going well, I don't wanna take that personally. I don't wanna take it, if somebody's blowing up, it's like, whoa, 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 stop thinking it's about me. If somebody looks uncomfortable, I don't need to think that that's about me. I can get curious if I stay with the person and I can say, hey, you look a little bit uncomfortable not like this person looks uncomfortable what am I, did I do something did i like what like if it's not about me i can be with anybody and i can get into their world to your point about what's on what's on the whole plate so if i'm staying for dinner i get to see what's on the whole plate if i'm in and out because i'm worried about what i look like or what i sound like or what this is and am i this, like i'm not fully present i'm not fully listening i'm listening to my my trains of thought, wondering if I'm okay, <laughs> right? But I'm not really in the room with the other person.
0: You know, how often have we awoke while we're awake yeah. and realized <laughs> we haven't been listening for five or six minutes? Because right. we've, been listen, I, you know, we've been, you know, daydreaming is maybe an overstatement, but, you know, something happened in the conversation. You start thinking about this, 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 and this. And next thing you know, you are out of the conversation. You're just nodding your head. And, and, and in essence, faking it. And the old me used to try to recover <laughs> without letting someone know. Mm. The new me just says, uh, Teresa, I just want to apologize. I started daydreaming. I didn't really hear you for that last point. Would you mind repeating it? And what's interesting is no one ever says they mind and no one ever gets upset because they do it themselves.
1: Exactly. They get
0: impressed that you would be willing to admit it.
1: Radical candor. Yeah. That's But what that does is, and you can, and what I mean when I tell people like create your listening in advance, right? I didn't say it at the beginning of this podcast, but like, Work, like If you become conscious of creating your listening in advance, meaning saying, I'm going into this next interaction and I'm going to be distraction-free, fully present, and I'm going to hear something that's going to be a game-changer declaration, there, there will be yep. a game-changing moment here. That's going to be what's created if I'm creating my listening in advance. And... When you show up, this has been my experience and I say, okay, hey, it's me and you. I'm gonna put my phones on airplane mode. I'm going to do whatever, right? Like whatever needs to happen, that also wakes somebody else up to, oh man, I better pay attention because this person's asked me to turn off distractions and whatever. It's like, yeah, we can create our listening in advance. Saves time, saves energy. We don't have to repeat. And if we daydream, we can apologize and we can come back and say, you lost me. And I think the more comfortable we are with ourselves, meaning not judging ourselves for daydreaming or not judging ourselves for being lost or confused, but just speaking that truth, I'm not following you versus, yeah, 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 I'm with you. If you're truly searing and somebody's going, yeah, I'm with you. And you and your gut instinct sense like that's not, that they're not, you could say, okay, Um, You're with me, so tell me, what are you hearing?
0: It's a great question.
1: (laughs) So that's the other question, like if we track back a little bit, like the questions to help another, like you listen better or whatever, it's like, what are you hearing? Yeah. What are you hearing me say? And then they might say, I don't know, or they might, you might've been talking about apples and they heard you were talking about oranges. That happens a lot, especially in marriages, right? So you wanna just be able to slow down and stay in the room when somebody says oranges, when you were talking about apples and not think it's about you and then get in an argument and are you, you're following me, right? It's like- Oh, I'm oh. totally
0: following you. <laughs> totally following you. It's
1: like, okay, that's interesting. You heard, you heard oranges. I was talking about apples. Tell me. How did you hear about, like, where did you pick that up? Not, that's not what I was saying. And you never, it's like, this is why and da, 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 da. So it's like, I'm okay if I'm willing to stay in the discomfort and not take it personally.
0: You said something a little while ago that I think is really important, which is not having judgment. Yes. Very easy to say, not so easy to do. Yeah. But I do think if you listen without judgment, you're going to be now hearing, and maybe it'd be better to say suspend judgment until you've heard everything. I don't, I, you know, the reality is we have lived a life for a purpose and we've learned hopefully from it. Mm-hmm. But if we could be more present and not judging until at least we got to the point that we've heard the message, Mm -hmm. Then turn on the judgment machine Um, could help, but uh, any thoughts around judgment and communication and how we can try to suspend or or hold back judgment, particularly because if 80% of our thoughts are negative, our judgment is not going to be very positive.
1: Yeah, it's no different than the trains, right? Like if I'm aware that these trains of thought are going by, it's easier for me to not judge them. Yeah. Right. Because I'm see I'm separate from that. Um, I'm thinking about the most useful way to, to to suspend judgment. If I whenever I drop it, really just goes back to what would I love to create here? Right. Because I'm it's easier for me to drop judgment and suspend all of that if I create my listening in advance. Right, if I, like I, go, into a, if I go into a, a communication or a meeting with my mind and made up, this is how it has to be, you're right, you're wrong, but I'm wrong, whatever. Like, I'm. I, th- there's no judgment that's been suspended or even dropped. So why I'm not gonna enter into that conversation, yeah. right? And I think what most people ultimately desire is to be seen and heard without judgment So when I can remember that, and that's with anybody that I sit with, like one of my declarations is I am that no one is worthy of my judgment and everyone is worthy of my love, especially my husband, my children, and myself. So if I'm creating myself daily as no one is worthy of that, then I don't bring that into
0: into the room. Sure. So I'm enjoying our conversation, but we, we're, Likewise. Now, we're now at, towards the end. Okay. Uh, and I know, by the way, you've got a great one tip. So i make sure you stay to the end, uh, sure. but this is where it's your opportunity to share with everyone here about your company, what kinds of things you do and offer. Uh, okay. So people can know a little bit about uh, who you are and, and maybe they have an interest.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, I, like Evan said, I'm Coach T, Master Listening Instructor, founder of Her Life, Her Legacy, which is essentially a leadership development organization dedicated to the power of listening. So um, hosting a variety of listening workshops, leadership, executive life and business coaching. Um, and that, that's the essence of the, the business. And then in terms of something to offer, I'm always offering listening sessions, which are essentially, if it's a one-on-one and there's, they're complimentary, um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's essentially a time for you to reflect. Oftentimes, people don't feel listened to. So to come into a space where you know that someone's going to listen to you, no judgment, <laughs> right? While well, you can kind of get everything out and sort it out um, listening sessions. I offer listening workshops and the easiest way to, to kind of, to keep in touch and find out what's going on is just through her, life, her You can sign up for email updates there, or you can just message me and say, Hey, I'd love to have a listening session. And we can do that.
0: Sounds okay. very, very cool. Listening to the name of your company. Mm-hmm. What percent of your clients are male?
1: What do we say, 80%, <laughs> I'd say it's 80-20, it's still 80-20, um, 80% female, yep. 20% male.
0: So you do have men.
1: Correct, With, I think they're actually the most courageous because uh, I think listening, let me, how do I say this?
0: Oh, don't get me wrong. I think men could use listening skills no differently than women. (laughs) I'm just saying is the name of your company is Um, not quite as inviting towards men.
1: Yeah, I Uh, I understand.
0: Although I think it's fair given how many times we refer to you guys and we're including (laughs) women.
1: Sure, you could say it's my life, my legacy in terms of this is what I want to leave. I want to leave the world a better place because people have learned how to listen. So don't have to mean it. You don't have to take it like it's you as a woman or however you identify, right? Yeah. Um, but it's the thing we do the most, so yeah. why not? Um, and it's, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, I will say that. So the courageous men that I have the privilege of working with are some of the most powerful men on the planet because they're willing to listen, especially when it's really difficult.
0: Yes, that, you can tell when you're in the presence of a good listener. You can, it makes a big difference. So we're ready for that tip. If you had (laughs) one tip to share, what would that be?
1: In addition to seer and stay,
0: well, you've had tons of content, I'll give you that. <laughs> your content's great, but you have one tip. One tip that you
1: could try today is for the next conversation that you have, even if it's with somebody at the grocery store, be all in. That's literally, turn like ditch the distractions. If you're heading into the store, put your phone in airplane mode and be all in all five senses, look at what you see. What do you smell like? Bring all the five senses, even to when you pay and you look that person in the eye and ask, how are you? Stay in that moment and watch how your world completely shifts. You're gonna see what you have never seen before.
0: That's an awesome tip. Awesome tip. I really appreciate you. you. Uh, Teresa- I appreciate you, this was awesome. So, um, I want to thank my listeners too, because without you, I would not have my podcast and TV show. I want to thank my friends at the C Suite TV and C Suite Radio for their help and assistance. And again, Teresa, thank you so very much, and everyone have a great day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortle Training, specializing in e learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortle makes effective training easier. Just go to tortle.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortle.net, T-O-R-T-A-L, tortle.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.